Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chahan. Welcome to another episode of Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with an update from the Supreme Court regarding an important environment protection issue. The Supreme Court has set up a high-level panel to examine the environmental issues arising as a result of a large number of pilgrims visiting the temples located inside the core area of Rajasthan's Sariska Tiger Reserve and has directed them to furnish a report within six weeks. The Supreme Court bench comprising Justices B.R. Gawai, J.B. Pardewala and Sanjay Kumar was hearing an interlocutory application filed in the T.N. Goda Varman Tirumulpad case, an omnibus forest protection matter in which the top court issued the longest standing continuing mandamus in the field of environmental litigation. Since 1996, when the writ jurisdiction of the court was invoked by a plea to protect the Nilgiri's forest, numerous orders have been passed on a vast array of issues such as deforestation, logging, mining, compensatory afforestation and endangered species, with the court stepping beyond its traditional role of interpreting the law and taking over day-to-day -day governance of Indian forests. In 2002, a central empowered committee was also constituted for monitoring the implementation of the court's orders and bringing to its attention the incidence of non-compliance. Amicus Curie K. Parmeshwar told the Apex Court today that the ingress of pilgrims in the core areas of wildlife sanctuaries posed a grave problem by making it difficult for instances of poaching to be brought under the check. To ensure that devotees continue to come to the temple and at the same time the sanctuary is not damaged, the additional Advocate General of Rajasthan, Advocate Manish Singhvi, requested for time to formulate a plan in this regard. Further, on the suggestions of additional Solicitor General of India, Eshwarya Bhati, the court directed for the constitution of the expert committee. As you know that certain significant amendments were made to the Motor Vehicles Act last year. In this regard, the Supreme Court Division Bench of Justice J.K. Maheshwari and Justice K.V. Vishwanathan has urged the states and high courts that have not filed their compliance reports with respect to the directions issued by the Apex Court in December last year regarding motor accident compensation claims to do so by 14th August this year. The court warned that if the reports were not submitted on time, it will have to insist on the presence of registrar generals of the concerned high courts and the chief secretaries in the court. The guidelines were issued last year to carry out the purpose of the Motor Vehicle Amendment Act and the rules. The registrar general of the high courts, state legal services authority and state judicial academies were urged to sensitize all stakeholders as early as possible concerning the provisions of chapters 11 and 12 of the amended act and to ensure the mandate of law. In another important update, the Supreme Court has held that the National Green Tribunal being an adjudicatory body must comply with the principles of natural justice. It also held that if the NGT intends to rely on the report of an expert committee or any other material that is brought to its knowledge, 
the concerned party must be informed of it in advance and be given an opportunity for discussion and rebuttal. The division bench of Justice B.V. Nagaratna and Justice Prashant Kumar Mishra was considering a batch of appeals against a common order passed by the NGT principal bench New Delhi, where it directed certain thermal power plants to install air pollution control and monitoring devices and timely disposal of fly ash as remedial measures. The NGT accepted the recommendations in the report and directed remedial measures without giving the appellants against whom the order was passed an opportunity to object to it. The court found this to be in violation of the NGT Act of 2010, which says that the tribunal shall not be bound by the Code of Civil Procedure, but shall be guided by the principles of natural justice. And now an update on the ongoing case challenging UPSC preliminary exam this year. The Delhi High Court has today dismissed an application challenging detailed application form issued by UPSC on 10th July inviting applications for civil services main examination 2023. Justice Chandradhari Singh dismissed the application which was moved by various civil service aspirants in their plea challenging UPSC's decision to publish the answer key of prelims examination only after declaration of the final result. On 3rd July, the court had asked UPSC to file its preliminary objections in the matter. However, it had refused to issue notice on the plea and listed the matter for hearing on 26th July. Today, when the counsel appearing for the aspirants stressed upon the importance of UPSC examination, the court orally remarked that the exam is important for talented people and not those filing writ petitions. An important observation has come from Calcutta High Court regarding the Prevention of Sexual Harassment in the Workplace Act of 2013. The Calcutta High Court has held that the actions of an accused under the Act in being party to an appraisal report of the complainant vitiates and makes a mockery of the entire process. In this case, the applicant had accused the respondent of sexual harassment at workplace under several sections of the 2013 Act. During the pendency of the case, the complainant claimed that the accused had allegedly participated in an appraisal process of the complainant while her petition was still being heard by the court. A single bench of Justice Moshami Bhattacharya directed the respondents to prove that they had not been in contumacious violation of the court's orders and that the impugned appraisal report was unconnected to the charges under the 2013 Act. The court has significantly observed that a person against whom a complaint of sexual harassment has been made cannot under any circumstances be a party to the performance appraisal of the complainant. The Act restrains the respondent from reporting on the work performance of or writing the confidential report of the aggrieved woman. And that the 2013 Act strives to secure a safe environment to a woman in her workplace. The matter has been listed for further hearing on 4th August. Stay tuned with us. The Bombay High Court has issued notice to the Debt Recovery Tribunal in a writ petition seeking video conferencing facilities for all litigants and lawyers in all courts and tribunals throughout Maharashtra. The court sought the DRT's response by August 23rd. 
The court also sought a record of the steps taken towards implementing video conference facility for hearings. Regarding the Bombay High Court, the petition stated that online hearings were only conducted in the court of Justice G.S. Patel despite Bombay High Court video conferencing rules having been framed in 2022. The division bench of Acting Chief Justice Nitin Jamdar and Justice Arif Dr. said that as the High Court already had a hybrid hearing facility, initiatives to establish similar facilities in district courts were also underway. Thus, the court directed the petitioner to restrict the PIL on the facilities in DRTs. The Delhi High Court today discharged editor of Tamil political weekly Tughlaq and RSS ideologue S. Gurumurthy in a criminal contempt case filed against him for his tweet against Justice S. Murlidhar in 2018 after accepting his apology and expression of deep remorse. A division bench headed by Justice Siddharth Mridul was hearing a criminal contempt petition filed by Delhi High Court Bar Association against S. Gurumurthy in 2018 regarding a tweet made by him, posting a question asking whether Justice Murlidhar was a junior of senior advocate P. Chitambram. The tweet was made after an interim protection was granted to Karthi Chitambram, who is the son of P. Chitambram, by a division bench headed by Justice Murlidhar in the INX media case. Justice Murlidhar, who is presently the Chief Justice of Orissa High Court, had categorically clarified that he had no relationship of any kind with P. Chitambram and that he had never worked as his junior. The Kerala High Court today sentenced V for Kochi President Nipun Cherian to four months imprisonment and a fine in the Suomoto contempt case for his statements against a sitting judge of the High Court. The contempt case pertains to a speech made by Cherian before farmers, fishermen and representatives of the local people of Chelanam where he had leveled allegations of corruption against a sitting judge of the High Court. The speech was live-streamed and uploaded on the Facebook page of V for Kochi. The High Court had initiated Suomoto contempt proceedings against him in November last year, stating that his speech amounted to scandalizing the authority of the court as well as lowered the authority of the court amongst general public. The division bench comprising Justice A.K. Jayasankaran Nambiar and Justice Mohammad Naya C.P. today refused to accept his request to stay the sentence so that he could approach the Supreme Court in appeal, clarifying that the appeal could be filed even while serving the sentence. And lastly, the Bombay High Court has refused temporary bail to former Maharashtra Cabinet Minister and NCP leader Nawab Malik in the Enforcement Directorate's money laundering case. The order was passed by Justice Anuja Prabhu Desai. Court will hear his bail plea now on merits after two weeks. Malik sought bail on the ground that one of his kidneys had failed and that the other was functioning only at 60% capacity and is deteriorating further. According to Malik's plea, he had been suffering from kidney problems before his arrest in February last year, which got aggravated after the arrest and is affecting other organs as well. ED opposed the bail application, arguing that many people survive with only one kidney. Further, None of the medical reports said that the second kidney was functioning at 60% of its capacity. Hence, bail on medical grounds could not be invoked in Malik's case. 
Accordingly, he was denied the bail. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us.